What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Come Get Your Flowers. I'm your host, Diani Jetty, and I got a very special guest with me, man. He's a videographer for Extra Eyes Media, which is a source that provides accurate information about student athletes. He's a guy that has definitely helped me uh, specifically for my college career. Ladies and gentlemen, my guy Latho is in the building. What's up, bro? Man, what's the damn deal, Dion? I'm what's... happy to be here. I appreciate this, man. I, of... I'm getting my flowers. I'm happy. Of course, man. You got to get your flowers, man. For those that don't know, like, when I was in college, I had a podcast back in college called Keep That Same Energy. And I was a part of the NAACP and um, I was co-pub uh, and pre press. And then Leto was also on co-pub and press. And I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do this podcast. And as I, I was asking Leto, like, what do you think is a good idea? And he was really one of the first people to be like, you know, what, bro, just go for it, man. Go for it. And you can honestly, if you want to, you want to be honest. He's part of the reason why I'm still even doing something like this right now. I mean, he kind of set this tone for me to keep doing this. So I gotta give you a flowers, man. You know I appreciate you, man, and I'm proud of everything you've done so far, bro. Ah, uh, thank you, man. Thank you. But you really, you saved my butt <laughs> with the podcast with the podcast, and that was something like that the campus really needed, bro. Like you really brought the campus together with that podcast. I remember when you. We had, I think it was the last episode we had, and the girls, people started shedding tears in that yeah. episode. And that's when I, I knew I was like, man, this is he really left something like a, that's that's is considered a legacy at SFA. Man, appreciate it, man, appreciate it. So let's just get straight to it, man. My first question to you is, what is something you've been feeling as of lately? It could be a new song, artist, show, book, movie, hobby, activity, anything. Like, what's something you've been feeling as of lately? Uh, lately. You know it's crazy with the with June twenty seventh passing. I've been feeling like the old Houston culture music. You like I've been jamming some SUC. I'm talking about Fat Pat, Big Mo, Big Pokey, uh, Hit, uh, Tide Hawk, Hawk, uh, man, uh, Zero. Yeah, definitely Zero lady. Man, I've been jamming a lot of a lot of that lately. I think I've been tapping into back my my Houston roots. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Nah, that's that's definitely an era. Like, so let me ask you this: then. what are some of your like favorite like songs from the Screwed Up Click? And it oh. could be it could be as a group. It could, I mean, obviously, it could be like multiple people. Multi it don't matter. Like, what's some of your favorite songs from some of those artists in the Screwed Up Click? Uh, Pimp the Pin. Yes, sir. Uh, every time I close my eyes. Okay. Okay. That's one. Um, let's see. Uh, bang screw, yeah, lately, jam that lately, and then of course, a good make you jam that. You might as well jam City of Syrup, uh, um, yeah, a lot of zero, man. I found me the new zero, uh, man, a lot of old zero songs for sure, for sure. Those would really be the main ones that I are listening to, uh, right now, yeah, no, it was definitely so. Was there like a certain moment that you were just like, man, I just want to tap into. You know, my Houston was I want to tap into the screwed up click. Like, was there just something or just kind of randomly just happened? Um, I gave my phases, my phases of, of randomly jamming that. But with June 27th passing, I think that influenced me. With me uh, shooting the documentary right now that's based on the early 2000s, 
that really uh, kind of influenced me as well too because I'm really because now I'm I'm around people who grew up during that time that's when the, when we was in college and our teenage years that was, that were their teenage and college years so I'm getting it real tapped into that okay okay how you how do you find out about that project what made you uh who like who made you be, like how'd you become a part of that project uh so I'm with Extra Eyes Media. Of course, we got the the Houston A-Leaf Raptors basketball team. So yeah, shout out to A-Leaf, shout out to the SWAT. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm heavy. So I'm like, to be honest, bro, I'm, A-Leaf is like my second home now. <laughs> I'm yeah. in here all the time. Uh, But yeah, so we shouldn't, uh, it's called, we're going to call it Still Hurt. It's over Carlos Hurt, who was a McDonald's All-American. Um, Went to Louisville, worked with, this was Rick Matino's first year at the University mm. of Louisville. Um, some stuff happened. He got kicked off the team. He was one of those guys where a lot of people say he would have made, you know, max contract dollars in the NBA if he, he put him in today's time. So it was really just and and really just showcasing Houston culture, trying to get the kids to show like it don't matter who you are, you you could you could go through this. It could happen to you. Um, show with the type of pressures that being like one of the best in the country, having to having to deal with that, and uh, just uh oh. Nah, you a, come on, man. You're sports, bro. You you embedded in it. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, ESPN is always going on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, how you basically can, uh, you know, uh, uh, just because, you know, you didn't make it to the NBA doesn't mean you're not successful in life because it's not, it's not a sad ending that we have with this document. It's a great ending. He's walking around. He's actually in the other room. <laughs> the press okay. room documentary over. So it's it's a good ending. Um, And I think it's something that Houston will really love because we really don't, they don't know about how, how big we are in sports down here. Yeah, no, it's, no, especially. And there's a lot of like local legends in around the city and specifically in A-Leaf whose stories don't ever get told. So I'm really glad you're telling that kind of story. And I really can't wait to see it. Hopefully whenever it comes out, like, let me know. Cause I would definitely love to see that whenever it, um, it's out, out to the public, man, for real. Oh, yeah, you you get invited. When we do the promotion, you're definitely invited to all the things, especially now that you're from A-Leafs, dude. Like, you, they're going to love they gonna love to meet all the Yankees for A-Leafs because um, uh, the people I'm with, they really look out for they, – they born and raised A-Leafs, so they really look out for people in that community uh, from A-Leafs. So, like, even, like, this year, you no know, filming a couple nights ago, we was at practice, that's one of their first signing classes. He's not going to the University of Oregon. So, yeah, which is huge, which is huge because he's you know he went script graduates from Spring Woods, but he was born and raised in Avery. Okay, of his life. So it's a, it's a cool little thing that Houston gonna get to have that we don't we don't have yet in our culture that's out to the world yet. You know mm-hmm. we haven't seen that the basketball culture how uh, during that time how the the streets of Houston influenced the basketball culture. No, absolutely. Is that the type of stories that you really uh, want to get involved in more and want to share more stories about these people in these neighborhoods and how the, you know, obviously where they're from and and the impact of basketball they had on their lives personally, professionally? Is that the kind of story that you want to tell more? Uh, yeah, definitely. I've always had a dream of having like a Houston, it's crazy how God works, of having like a documentary like of all the top Houston players. Um, and so I just so have to be working on one now who has a chance to actually be aired by on ESPN because he was that big, he was that big of a, of, of a star mm. back in his day. Uh, but that's definitely something I, w- I definitely love to do. 
Um, when I get more, my podcast going back, I know I'm going to share, start sharing a lot of stories about that. And, of course, I'm going to have my man on him right here with me. Oh, and man, I'm honored. On. Yeah, and right, keep in mind, guys, yes, he also does have a podcast. Let me tell you something. Uh, it was with you, uh, Malia, and I forgot the other people that were on the show, too. Man, it was me, and I had a, a, a co-host, a group of co-hosts, so yeah. Malia, Ray, Charlie, J. Lee, and Mark. Um, but when I... Started giving heavy to basketball scouting. That's when I had I took I stopped doing episodes because I had to change a lot of the content. Yeah, the audience was starting to really shift now. Yeah, it wasn't just you know the ages of twenty three through twenty seven was my demographics when I had it. I started to see well it's gonna be more older people now because of who are parents and and athletic directors. Because you're dealing with student athletes, you know what I'm saying? So the yeah. content's a little different now, yeah. Right, right. And uh, not everything, like, they're not worried about, like, we was talking about having a prenup on there. Like, they, <laughs> they don't care about that in life. They're not worried about that right now. Yeah. You know, we're talking about uh, uh, really esports, how you can get a scholarship from a video game, playing, you know, video, which is basically video game sports now. You can get a scholarship from that. We was talking about that type of stuff. So it... And we we was keeping it kind of clean, but we still it was just some subjects that if I'm a family person, I don't want want to hear that, <laughs> right? Hey, understandable, no, understandable, understandable. So uh, let's take it let's take it back real quick. Do you remember the first time you held a camera in your hands? I don't remember the first time I held a camera in my hands, but my parents always remind me of me uh, recording my cousin. She played college basketball Austin College Division Three School of Sherman. I don't remember where we were at. No, actually she but she had came to my game, my YMCA game, and mm-hmm. after my game I had in it we we did like a fake interview on the wall uh, <laughs> uh with a camera phone with a camera phone. But I don't remember the first time. It was definitely uh junior high school. I took a AV TV audio video television video something like according to that i just know but it was basically uh the step abtv1 and then mm-hmm. abtv2 was the tv program that we had which is called jvtv jersey village television in my high school yeah young um, year was the first time i ever really started learning and learning editing learning what the camera do learning about iso learning how to export and import in adobe premiere pro and the key 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 factoring it was, yeah, that was the first time. That was the first time. So Okay, so um, so would you say uh, junior year was when you started to take the craft seriously, or would you say that was kind of later on in your life? Like, when do you feel like the moment was when you started taking it seriously? Like in college, I started taking it serious. Mm. Um, and really, even then, not serious, to be honest with you, because I, I knew I didn't understand what I could do at a young age, so everything was like, I kind of, I, I used to tell myself, man, this is for play play, but... It's gonna get real serious when I leave college, um, so that was that was kind of something where I didn't start taking it serious until I started progressing into it. So like I guess probably after I left, really it's the time where I really started taking it. Cause this time I started taking it serious because now I had to make some revenue, some real revenue. Yeah, you had to raise, make some real bread. Nah, I feel you. So you know, like along that way, you know, you're you're taking the craft serious. You're, you know, I remember you when you were at SFA. You were 
you know, obviously reporting anything that was happening, especially with Black SFA specifically. You know, I feel yeah. like you, I know DJ Yance was record, doing videos um, too at that time as well. You guys were just always on campus, like recording some of the best content, even some of the content you've helped, you've helped me with uh, from time to time. Uh, but, you know, you're obviously on a different level now, but just throughout your, you know, career, uh, who are some mentors that you've had um, help you on this journey? And what are some of the biggest lessons you learned from them? Uh, I used to be say, man, I don't have no mentor. Uh, oh, wow. Back at it, I never took advantage of those guys who could be a mentor. So, Maurice Elrod was a mentor to me. He still is. I mean, he actually just recently so flew me to Utah and basically paid for it, everything. The my my flight and, and he paid for Airbnb. And, uh, you know, my food out there, basically film us. Uh, so he was promoting his movie, Still Got Game, which is basically a remake of He Got Game. Oh, that's fire. Uh, Spike Lee edition. And so he had a kid in there. His name is Jamil Thomas. They call him Magic Jamil. He's class of, he's a freshman now in high school. Yeah, he's the number one player in New York City for his freshman class. He's a really good kid. And recently, so I could always call and check up on him. And then even with my podcast, like, he would hit me randomly for to get me sponsors. Even when I started my show, he always wanted to look out for sponsors, look out I me mean, with sponsors. Like he was getting me to people, trying to get me to like some, some people. Um, Bobby Benjamin, right here, director of the Houston 80s Raptors and Extras Media. He's a OG Bobby B, what I like to call him. Good guy, really good guy. Uh, you know, man, he's like 41, but he can hang with 20 years olds, and he does. He's just like one of the smoothest, coolest dudes you meet. Um, and not just him. You got my guy Rel, Nettie, Gary, mm -hmm. Coach Jackson, Coach Harmon, man. A lot of them, the the guys here in Extras meeting, Houston Raptors, the coaches, their fathers. So they're so like, I could kind of lean on them for any, any advice they could give me. Uh, who else? My father is another big mentor just in life. Uh, I'm just like a little version of him. He I, It's funny because he's 6'6 six, six and I'm only 5'9". But <laughs> but uh I'm 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 a little him in a lot of ways. Some good, you know, some some bad, which of course everybody everybody got yeah, that. everybody's gonna have that. That they they flaws that they don't like with themselves. Of course. Let's see. Cause really, man, cause the thing really I've learned about life and the biggest thing I learned from them is that relationships are everything. Mm -hmm. Relationships got me on this podcast, my relationship with you. Got me yeah. on his pockets, which is the reason why I just put it out there to the world. You could wake up fifteen. We could wake up fifteen minutes after your start time, <laughs> <laughs> and a person is cool with you getting on. Let's say I didn't know you were gonna bring that up, but yeah, you know he was late, but it's okay. It's late. It's my this is my guy, so I, I forgave him for that. You know what I'm saying? If there was anybody I didn't know, I'd have been like, I'm cutting this laptop off. But I appreciate right, that. Right. But take yeah, nothing. Taking advantage of your opportunity that. This could have been this is an opportunity that I could have missed out on, you know. Uh, that, that's another thing. Um, and last but not least, just going through life with everything, I learned that every man is a teacher. Mm. And you can learn from him and everybody. Uh, that's even the homeless man. Well, you see them, but you, you don't want to be homeless, right? Just yeah. that visual right there can can give you something and teach you something alone. Uh, man, it's a, yeah, that's the biggest thing. In life, and another the another thing my dad always taught me was like, uh, you're gonna take L's in life. You can't do nothing about it. You know, you just gotta minimize the L's that you take. 
Yeah. No. Nah, and, and that's and that's really cool that you have all these mentors, you know, and you have really important black men in your life, you know, and unfortunately for, you know, black, men, you know, us young black men, not a lot of us have that. So why is that so important for you to have the um, surround yourself by, you know, these black men that have made an impact in your life that taught you these lessons? Why is that so important for you? Uh, cause my parents are older. One, my my dad fought in the Vietnam War. Like my parents. Oh are wow! So yeah, no shit. Uh, a lot older. So I have a. I always had like a different mindset, a different soul than most. Um, and because it's like I tell people, like we're Houston, like they don't know, like I don't come from a bad neighborhood. I went to Jesuits High School. It's nothing bad, but. If you live where I live, you, then you take a step back. I went to the ghetto middle school in the, in the Cypress School District. So I was a soul. It's like, if you ask some of my friends, like, you really have to, like, ask people who I grew up with from my certain path from, like, Dean Middle School to Jersey Village because we was, like, the poorest school in the community, and we had everything around us. Like, you name any type of criminal activity, I, I knew somebody that did it from middle school on up. And if I didn't have a father, most of them was really, I grew up with, it's through school, and I was cool with, or we played basketball together. So, and hey, that's your, that's your man's, you growing up with, no matter what he doing at the end of the day, that's still somebody you knew you grew up with and you care about. Um, I could have easily went left. So, and I think having a man in my life really helped me stay on the track, because it's a lot of people with bad, with bad guidance. Some people just don't have no guidance in life. Yeah. You know, goddess in life. You get, you may be able to coast through it, but you're never gonna reach that full potential because you're gonna ruin the opportunities that are given to you. So that guidance really helped me stay on, stay on track, and and I learned my lesson quick. <laughs> With some people, when I seen people getting locked up, I was like, yeah, I'm not successful at crime either. So <laughs> I'm clumsy. I'm clumsy. So I don't think this yeah. is gonna work out. How it's gonna work out? So that that. Having that, those black men, especially uh, the ones outside of your family that can really influence, who don't have to care about you, that can really help you, help you, help you. No, for sure. Like, and you know, you say you was talking about good guidance, and with that good guidance and steering you to the right direction, is landing you to Extra Eyes Media. So let's talk about Extra Eyes Media for a second. How did you become a part of it, and what made you interested in recording student athletes? Um, I was with Iconic Television, and actually, shout out, oh my gosh, I can't believe, Rossi, yes, I, okay. I, I knew his name was right, Rossi, Rossi does um, an annual college basketball event at Toyota Center every year, and I couldn't miss the first college showcase in the, in the history of Houston ever, I couldn't miss it, so I went there, filmed, and it was, Baylor was playing this and this is was it COVID season? This may have been COVID season. So yeah, it was COVID season now that I, now that I think about it. So I was still in NAC and I drove down to SFA. I mean drove down to Houston for it. It was COVID season. So they didn't even up even finishing the season, but we really look at back at when they brought college basketball back, mm -hmm. the national champions was Baylor. So mm -hmm. The year before, I got a chance to watch them and interview Scott Drew, the head coach and some of their players before they won a national championship. So I kind of look at it as I interviewed the national champions. Of course. You know, um, but I met a dude, Gary Carter, um, my dog. He could drive me crazy. Lord Jesus, he drive me crazy. <laughs> he drive everybody crazy, but that's my dog. 
Man, uh, I met him. Then I started coming to their practice, filmed them, and then I filmed a couple of their games. Um, and then after then, all of a sudden, it just naturally happened. I just it just naturally happened. I was part of Extra Eyes Media, and the thing with Extra Eyes Media is everybody's their own boss. So yeah, I'm an Extra Eyes Media, but if you ask them or them, they gonna tell you I'm let me I'm let me tell you something. Yeah, it's, it's, that too. That my that's my brand. Let me tell you something. We got under the scope. Uh, Gary is the Gary is Extra Eyes Media, and Bobby Bobby Benjamin is the creator of Extra Eyes Media, the visionary. So, uh, who else we got under the umbrella? I think that's it so far. Yeah, so I think that's it so far. Just us three holding it down as far as doing highlights, student athletes, giving a lot of uh, kids exposure who came to snow. Man, it's afford to pay for a highlight or a mixtape that's yeah, what we nah. for with our team with our team and then uh also just to provide another you know, exposure because we're there ncaa certified scouting service with mm-hmm. that so now you so now we can our word means something to college basketball coaches um so yeah that's how that's how it all got started started uh just meeting one guy going back to the relationships meeting one guy and then they just kept going, meeting those guys, and now we became all we're basically a family. I'm I'm here. I'm doing a podcast interview at, at Bobby House. I'm always over here. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Like, you know, and, and I've seen your videos and the way you just capture these students is amazing. Obviously, you know, on the court when they're when they're, you know, showcasing their skills. And I feel like a lot of people don't really give student athletes a lot of credit for what they have to, you know, deal with on a day-to-day basis. You know, from like at a young age, you know, they're all they're already being watched to see who's the next prospect. They got to go to school. They still got to do with stuff at home. You know, I'm pretty sure like like I said, you've been around the whole area. I've seen you go to, you know, I've seen you go to all the way to Houston, to the north, to the south, everywhere, you know, just showcasing these, um, you know, these amazing student athletes like do you do you see firsthand what these student athletes have to go through outside of the court, or is it more so I'm just really recording what's going on inside of the court, or like do they do you usually do you have like personal relationships with these students, or is it strictly like mm-hmm. I'm just a cameraman? Uh, I used to be shy away from it, but I mean I do. I got a personal relationship with a lot of students. Uh, to be honest with you, um, a lot of people, you know, it's funny. I joke with my friends now. They be, you know, some of them be talking about kids. And I'm like, man, I'm good. I got plenty of kids. Already. <laughs> yeah, already reported though. Anyway, dog, just on the basketball standpoint, uh, it's a, it's a lot of them, dude. And uh, like, uh, for example, I know you know the Houston Twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I filmed uh, one of their AAU games, AAU championship weekend, uh, and uh, you know, the next week. Your kid, one of their kids, you know, passed away. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it's been like that a few times. Like, it's been times where I, well, I mean, well, especially, you know, like, you know, it was a kid, Wheatley had a kid. Um, and that's where my whole family from, Fifth Ward. Uh, if you had, I got two uncles who are, like, if you had some old school people, they're going to go crazy because they remember they was really good at their sport. One jersey was tied at Texas Southern. The other one played football at Tennessee State with Tutal Jones, is the all time leader rusher rusher and touchdowns there and went to the NFL. So they're pretty, pretty big in the neighborhood. But so that neighborhood is very special. And Wheatley High School head coach trained me. I grew up with his brother in church, his mama in church. Um, they had a kid who I was who was getting picked up after a workout and 
you know, was trying to kill. Damn. Like, and I just recorded him. Like, it's been a kid. I, at the Houston Raptors, was playing one weekend. The next week, man, the kid shot and killed. Uh, like, and it's like sometimes I see the kids with a head case. You know, they ain't, they're not bad, but their attitude is, you know, they could know. Just, you know, be 16, 17. You don't realize yeah. how you acting isn't the right way. I've seen them, um, you know, just just get in their head and have to go through the mental issues and, you know, have to talk to them and everything. And, yeah, I've seen a lot of, of personal relationships. I've developed a lot of personal relationships uh, through this. You know, a lot of, have to look out for a lot of kids, you know. And it's crazy yeah. because it's like J. Cole said, you're in that spot where, where you're young enough, you know, to know better, but you're not old enough at the same time to know everything. Mm. So you a big, you a mentor to some people. You but you to you to me. I still got mentors and big bros. I gotta look depend on. Yeah, so, yeah, man. You definitely develop a personal relationship with these kids, as as especially as time goes on, you and you your brain gets bigger. But you gotta look at it. You also have to look at it in a sense where it's like you kind of like paying it forward, right? You know, you you're right. you're kind of teaching these student athletes what you were taught with, you know, with your father and some of the people that are surrounded by you, you know what I'm saying? So they can be able to succeed and achieve in life. Cause you know, like, even like you said, you, you record the, um, you know, people in A-Leave, like being in A-Leave is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Especially certain areas of A-Leave, it's not easy to really grow up in, you know, there's a lot of systemic racism there. The system's already put against you. You know, you're trying to really make something of yourself and things of that nature, man. So like, there's a lot of things, you know, outside of, you know, the court that these kids probably deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's really cool for someone like you to, they, you know, they can go to and have, you know, have like conversations with you about, you know, develop relationships with you. So that's really cool that you, in a sense, you're paying it forward for sure. Yeah. yeah no, most that's, that's what all this, you can't be about the money. You gotta be, you know, about paying it forward. Um, you know, the name of the game is how many kids can you help really get into college? Yeah. And everything. So that's that's my main goal, just to help as a lot of kids as possible. Yeah, no, most definitely. So let's talk more about these student athletes. Who are some student athletes that you believe that we should be on the lookout for? You can give me like three to five. Someone, some, some Give me some student athletes that you believe people should just keep their eyes on. Uh, from a sports standpoint? Uh, just this, this period. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, man, that's really tough, dog. That's really tough. I guess one, uh, you should keep an eye on it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. I'm trying to see if I want to go personal or just straight sports. <laughs> uh, I would say so. One, Mariah Vincent, that could be that Mariah Vincent, that's a name. Um, uh, I'm gonna do all girls basketball because I'm really in the girls basketball. Hey, Mariah do Vincent. it. Go ahead. Uh, who else is a name you should keep a lookout for? Uh, Justice Carlton. She's number two in the nation. She goes to Seven Lakes right here in Katy. Okay. Uh, and last. You good? Damn, we we had an uninterrupted uh, guest, y'all. <laughs> That was that was Carlos right there, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Shout <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Shout uh, out to him though. Uh last but not least. O'Neal, Shaq daughter, who plays at um Mira O'Neal. That, that's how I believe how you pronounce her first name. Yeah. Shaq daughter. She she she's something to watch out for. Oh, she uh, cold with it. 
Yeah, she's nice. She's really good. Um, those are just three names I could give you. I could give Ala McDowell from South Springs, another ranked in the country. Uh, Gemini Mitchell, she's got she does a, a freshman moving from Arizona. That's another one to look out for. Um, Heaven Jordan, point guard at CE King. The twins at CE King. Gwendolyn McGrew go to Pasadena Memorial. Melinda Winston goes to A Leaf Hastings. Shout uh, out to Hastings. Alex goes to A Leaf Taylor. Uh, Aaliyah Chavez out there in West Texas. Uh, West Texas got some girls. Man, I could keep going. It's a, it's a lot. I could, uh, uh, Sunshine Garcia, uh, Ariana Roberson. Uh, if you, you know, her big brother is Andre Roberson that played for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, real talk? Damn, okay. Real talk. They just won state. Uh, she's the youngest of the seven, of the seven children. She's the only one to win the state championship. Mm. Uh, yeah, that man, it's a lot to keep going for the boys' side, I guess. Uh, keep a lookout for Jesse Zarzula, University of Oregon. Keep a lookout for him. Uh, who else? Chris McDermott is another guy to look out for. Uh, Jerry Harris at Sealsby. Man, who? it's a lot. It's a yes, lot of guys yes, on the boys' side, I can tell you. No, that's, that sounds like a lot. And you was just talking about, and I that's I'm glad you brought up girls basketball because I didn't even get to touch on it. And that's my apologies to all the women that listen to the show because I feel like it's very important to showcase that. Like how important it is for you to showcase girls basketball in that perspective because, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. You know, even even in the WNBA, they, they play just as good if not better than the men. And especially WNBA, they're they're – they're on such a like level right now that I feel like has not been seen from that organization in, in many years. And I know we're not talking about WNBA, but um, just to reiterate the question, like how important it is for you to showcase girls basketball in that perspective? I was very important because it's better to me than, than the girl, than the boys basketball. Way wow. better. And, you know, a lot of people not going to like this, but if you really watch it, man, you know, you can use, I use two words. It's more physical or more feisty than than men, boys. Whether you believe it, because of you know, I went to I was for example, Judea Watkins. She was she been a USC real big big name. Uh, outside of basketball, she's she gonna make money regardless. Whether she makes it WBA overseas, she's gonna continue to make money with her face. Uh, I've been to a game where like man, she couldn't even like. You know, during a dead possession, she can't even walk without being touched. And she stayed hitting the ground hard. Like, and this is, you know, I can't, I know if he Kim Mulkey was at this game. She was at Baylor at the time, a lot of big name colleges. And she just, like, it was so bad. Her mom came and told the coach, man, take my daughter out this game. And, you know, not on some parent stuff. Yeah. But well, protecting her daughter, really. Um, and then, you know, they had to change referees at halftime. Um, remember Giselle Lamar at State, like she was just she just kept hitting them. and State is held at the Alamo Dome. So mm. they built that court. Uh she just kept hitting the flow. You should just like just a smack. <laughs> and then, you know, it was pretty hard. Like they get real they get after her, man. They really get after her. And it's very important because that's where um they 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 accepted me so yeah. so much love the girls basketball and that was just a blessing. Oh, how can I forget this name? Caitlin Duhon, big big full time Duhon. Okay, big full time Duhon. That's, that's the, one? the one. That was the one who I held my nuts on and said that's the number one player in class in the city, and she's signing to Auburn. And it's technically game. She scored 19 points, and she's now considered an offensive player, you know, to to the you know basketball eye. Uh, that that was that's one to look out for. But you know, seeing how she played, 
uh, really helped me, you know, I was like, man, I got to really showcase girls basketball because there's a lot of good girls out here that can poop and they take it serious and they're real more fundamental and more IQ of the game. If you really love basketball, you'll love girls basketball, women's basketball because of how you have to be so smart. It's more of a, it's a more of a mind test than it's a physical test. No, for sure. I can tell. So speaking of basketball, um, we're changing the direction a little bit. So for those who don't know, you are a huge, and I mean huge, Kobe Bryant fan. I don't feel like I know anybody that's a bigger Kobe Bryant fan than you. Uh, what made you fall in love with his game, and how much did he impact your life? Man, how'd you know I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan? Bro, what are you talking about? You know I know this. You're like the <laughs> biggest one I know. Stop playing. I wow, know that's crazy. I take that as a compliment. Um, Ever since I learned basketball, I was like, I was like, you know, that was the first, you know, I'm before LeBron was big. Kobe was like everything before LeBron got in. Like he yeah. was the guy, and it was just his tenacity, the way his love for the game has been. Then getting older and you know wanting to be one, the mentality of a basketball player, like that was really real. That was really that was really real, and everything. You come in real. You coming, real? We got, I mean, we got this, so many unter, uninterrupted guests, man. It's not even a this joke. Is, yeah. My bad, man. My bad. This is under, under the good. scope right here. Under, under the scope? The scope. Okay, under okay. The scope okay. Part of the media team, man. Yeah, appreciate you. You want to come get the Flowers podcast. All right, all right, man. Hey. All right, what's up? <laughs> of course, of course. We give everybody flowers around here. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you, man. Okay. Okay, baby. Appreciate you. Yeah, Um. but yeah, just like, like, like you know, we give it go practice, so that's what we always working over here. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question again? I had it. Nah, almost. nah, that's cool. It's Kobe uh, Bryant. Kobe Bryant, yes, exactly. So yeah, it was uh basically just uh man how he played the game, his mentality to the game, like and how he really uh stood for you know being high confident in yourself. Uh, he taught me a lot of lessons uh, outside of basketball, how to handle it, like some things up saying how. You know, since he's the best player, he gonna get they gonna send two people at him. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, he's like I never see that. He say I always see I I never look past my man guarding him. I mean I excuse me re retract that. Yeah. I never look at my man guarding me. I look at the where the help coming from because I know I can get past my man. It's like that, which means I I never look at my obstacle because I know I can get past my obstacle. I need to see what's what's behind this. That's that's what's really what's really uh, making this obstacle go. And there's something. This what's the solution to it? That's that's you know another one of those life lessons that he taught me. Um, and just the way he played with the passion that he played. Uh, man, there was nothing like it. Nothing like it. And I remember you know, my last time going to see it, his last game at Toyota Center. He scored yeah. 37 points. Crazy. Man. It's crazy is if he really didn't have those injuries, he would still be playing right now. Like he he was really that good. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm like thirty seven doing this. So it Kobe's like the guy for me. And oh man, you know, I was so hurt when that happened to him. That was yeah, a, nah, I understood for that was time. literally right two months before COVID happened. That that was insane. Insane. Like and then you hear his daughter cause dog, cause like now Cause since I'm in girls basketball, imagine me getting a chance to film Kobe Bryant's daughter and get that highlighted footage and put it out. Like that would have been everything to me, and just and to see her play, cause she was gonna be great. And so now, yeah. And so now that's why it's crazy, cause when I see uh, Mira O'Neal, 
at Episcopal, and I and I have to be reminded. You know, I looked at her bottle, and it was, she said, "R.I.P. Uncle Kobe, Sister Jesus." I have to it reminded me like, dang, that was her uncle. Yeah, you know that. So imagine what she she's going through internally every day that we don't even know. And she puts a smile on her face, her as a young girl, and she got to live up to. She always in the spot, being in the spotlight, and everything. Just back to the mental health, you know. Things like, so imagine the lessons Kobe taught her. Like, we're seeing one of, you know, that's not Kobe's daughter, but that's a product of yeah. the Kobe tree in a sense. Because of his sure. relationship with Shaq. Right. I'm pretty sure she Kobe definitely taught her some moves and trained her or something, just like mm -hmm. he would do all of his friends' kids. I uh, mean, they, his friends' kids, yeah. No, for sure. Like, Kobe definitely impacted a lot of people's lives, not only when he was playing with the NBA, but even outside of the NBA. It seemed like he was... He had a second life, you know, he won the Oscar, you know, he was teaching, his, you know, he was he was a coach of his uh, daughter's basketball team. And so many also um, young student athletes are, that were close proximity with Kobe, like they always it always seemed like he impacted them in one way or another. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, Kobe's one of the greatest to ever do it. I know to you, he's probably the greatest to ever do it. You know what I mean? Because I know oh, yeah. for us around that age, like, you know, we never got to really see Jordan in his prime. We never got to see Jordan. You know, right. so it was, it's really for us, like the pinnacle for us is Kobe and LeBron, you know, and all yeah. this other stuff. So like, um, to me too, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Like, because I've actually got to see it, you know what I mean? Like I will never forget that final game, that last, last 60, 60 plus points. Like, oh man, it's, it, come on. Like you can't, I remember watching that live. Like, I mean, we we're both at SFA, I'm pretty sure. So I remember watching that on the TV with my roommate. It was like something you've never seen before. It's probably right. one of the greatest moments in basketball, or probably just sports history, honestly. So like, You're right? Yeah, and he's one of the best to ever do it. Like, and I, I see why he's had such an impact on your life. But going into basketball, just one more time, I got, I got to ask you this question. I usually ask people their top five whatevers. So I have to ask you, who are your top five NBA players of all time? No order. Uh -huh. it, it can't be no order. It doesn't have to be any order. Okay, bet. So I'll base. I'm gonna look at it as a starting five. You got Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry. Okay. Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. Kevin Durant. Okay. It's gonna be a lot. I'm missing. Oh, and Gilbert Arenas. Wow, that's Gilbert a sleeper Arenas. pick. For sure. I'm a guy with sleeper guys. Even though I named a lot of Hall of Famers, oh man, that, I could give you like full roster of guys who I really think was really good. But yeah, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas is like, it's really behind Kobe. Like, I love Agent Zero. Love yeah, Agent. Him, him and the Washington Kobe. Wizards, right? Yeah, he was. He was right. Like, he, he was. really helped me give that, get, get, I mean, understand a, a killer mentality. That's one of those guys that did because, like, he went out there and, like, it didn't matter who he was. Mm -hmm. What team he was on, he could get his. And no, from our perspective with basketball, that man Gilbert was one of the ones. Like then he drops, he drops it to on Kobe and the Lakers in the Staples Center. Yeah. <laughs> so that that yeah, that's one of the, my favorite ones, Gilbert Arenas. So that's my top five because I look at it as Steph Curry's greatest shooter of all time, and he could uh, really no debate at this point. It should be no debate. No debate. And, like, you know, for these kids now, to him, they're going to say he, he's the greatest of all time. They yeah. They have that argument. We all know Kobe. We know Durant is one of the most unstoppable players. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan even said didn't even think he could beat the Rockets in the final just because of how keen with the team that we had back yeah. then. Yeah, you know, and you know, he if you give Michael Jordan an option, his first pick is Hakeem because you can't be finishing top five in five different categories. And for yeah. your that's that's outstanding. And yeah. all time leading blocks, mo the last person to have a quadruple double in in a. NBA, yeah, that's that's seven feet tall. Like, yeah, oh my no. god, ten and all scoring. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna give you my five because I never do this. I never let people do it alone. I'm gonna give you my five. No order. I'm not gonna do based on like uh positions. I'm just gonna do five all time. So, mm -hmm. uh, I got LeBron on there. I got Kobe on there. Mm -hmm. At this point, I had to put Steph on there. I've seen it. I I mean, cause I've seen it. I seen it. You know what I'm saying? I saw it. Uh, four, I'm gonna say Hakeem, and that's mainly because of my dad. And but just to see, so just to see someone who was Nigerian like play as good as he did, not even as good as amazing as he did, mm -hmm. like is to me like that was always inspiring to see something like that or someone like that really dominate the game. Keep in mind, guys, like he was chose over Jordan. Not that that's a bad thing. That just shows how good he was. Right. You know what I'm saying? From the get-go. It's not that Jordan was not good. It's just, it was just the Hakeem was just, he was really that good. That's yeah, how, good. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's number four, number five. I mean, someone that impacted the game culturally. I know a lot of people say Allen Iverson, man. Like, oh, I, I got to pick Allen. I man, mean, actually, you took a picture of Allen Iverson in Utah. Really? Liberty game. I was standing like right next to him, like, and I have a little moment. So it was him and uh, White Iverson. I don't know if you've seen him on social media, uh, but White Iverson is a basketball influencer. He's been in playing streetball for a long time. Okay. He's really good guy. So they took a so it it was a so of course it was the moment you got the real AI meeting White Iverson, which of course he that's who influenced him. Mm -hmm. So and AI looked and pointed right at my camera. And of all the, and it was like a, so many other photographers around me, but I just so had yeah. to be down in the middle. And he pointed at my camera, so I'm like, oh man, hey, I looked at my yeah. camera. I feel like that's real crazy. Time. <laughs> and that's uh, that's Alan Pelsano, right? Uh, Alan? is that him? Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. I'm pretty oh. sure I think so his name, but if you look at White Iverson, is his social media name. Okay. Right now, yeah, that's pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Bad, Good. bad, bad. He's a cool nah, guy. Nah, for sure. Uh, and you know what's funny? You was talking about Gilbert Arenas and how he's a sleeper pick. I mean, Gilbert Arenas is underrated. So I want to actually get into the topic of underrated players. Who are some players that you thought was really good and he they were just very underrated, but maybe like you know maybe like they just never probably got that chip, or maybe injuries kind of took them away from really. Um, get into you know greatness and shit like that like who are some underrated players in your head in the nba or just high school uh nba nba yeah i was talking about nba, NBA yeah. underrated players oh my god gotta go first man my guy kevon harris we gotta say stop uh, playing because when he got in the when he got a shot he impacted the magic like yeah i seen him on a lot of highlights he was actually one of the best uh, two-way players in the NBA, which as far as playing on the G League team and the NBA team, he's mm -hmm. for sure was top five in the NBA this year, this past season with that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, another sleeper. And this is past. It could be past and now. It don't matter really. It could be in oh, the past Tim and now. Tim Hardaway. It's Tim, Tim Hardaway. Hardaway. Yeah, that was another sleeper pick that I really like. Any man. Like, give his respect on uh, Drazen Petrovic, and uh, mm. if you know, if you know that, I'm not pretty. I don't know if you know who that name is, but Drazen was like really considered the best shooter of all time. To be honest, for a short time that he was in, and they said it because he on he was an NBA. Long, he know he showed he passed. Oh, stop right quick! I said Penny. You was talking about Tim Hardaway. My apologies, y'all. Don't don't now crucify you, me. I said Penny. But Penny, no. I was thinking Penny of Penny, Penny, but you said Tim Hardaway. My apologies. <laughs> I wanted to stop no, for niggas good. be like, nigga, what I'm, the fuck wrong with you? <laughs> I'm glad you said that because Penny is too. I just watched it. I thought it's like, man, Penny was could have been one of the greatest we've ever seen too. Just to show you how how you know it's so. While people take these sports things of blessings, man, Penny injuries like you know held him back, and then not long that when you, when Shaq got traded, Penny and Shaq was the first Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, to be honest with you, they was like really dominating. But Penny mm-hmm. is a man, another one, another one. Uh, I think it's super underrated. Uh, uh, NBA man, who else in the NBA? It's a lot of players. Draymond, I, Draymond Green. He don't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, yeah, he deserves because you know people look at the NBA. You know, basketball is life lessons. You got to play a role, as in that Draymond plays his role to to the perfection, to the T. Very smart guy. No, no matter what you say. Um, who else is on? Zach Levine is underrated, and it's a very. Like, there's a lot of underrated players. I got, I got some. I got some. Uh, I would say. I would say Tracy McGrady. I feel like he in some ways is underrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. especially when he was with the Magic and the Rockets, and even the Raptors, you could say, like, he was very underrated. I would say um, my guy, uh, Brand- uh, what's his name? Brandon uh, Brandon Roy, underrated. Oh, yes. Brandon Roy is Brandon underrated. Killer. Yeah, underrated. Killer. I mean, he, 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 he was special, bro. Um, Derrick Rose and the Bulls. I know he was already MVP and stuff. I when I say underrated, because like obviously injuries is injuries cost him, man. Like, and but he was just so explosive. That's why you know what I'm saying he was just so explosive right. in the room. And those injuries just cost him, man. For real, like I feel like he's very underrated. I would say those are the three that come to my head uh, when I think of uh, De'Aaron Fox from Houston. Ooh, okay. Especially this year. Now he's getting he got his praise this year, but um most definitely underrated. Uh, how you feel how you feel about the Rockets this year? I feel like they got they, they I feel like we we, we I like it. I didn't know that kid was six seven. Yeah like the one we drafted. I didn't know that. Know that I thought he was a guard, but now he's six seven. I'm more happy because we actually needed a troop a guy who really can play point guard. I think we got the sleep the most slept on pick in the two years ago's draft Seguin. Uh Seguin. Uh, last year draft Jabari Smith. I think that was the perfect pick we needed. Uh, for a position. Um, who Jalen Green? I knew was gonna be great. I've been watching him since high school. He's yeah. a freshman. He's been jumping like that at the age of fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was he was gonna be great. Um, I think Steven Silas would have worked out, but I don't think with that team it wouldn't have worked out. Uh, but um. I think we, we're on the up and up. We have a really solid season. Because even the last season, when you look at games, we was just getting blown out. 
why games we were just losing because we were just losing games just because of experience. Yeah. Um, I think we're on a good up and up, and I'm really telling people you might want to go ahead get your tickets now because as soon when the team season comes and by next year, them tickets gonna be high. Yeah, I think they're gonna have a this. I feel like this coming year, like it's just like okay, let's see how it goes. You know, if it goes well, I feel like the following year is gonna be like okay, y'all niggas better wake up because now we on we on it. Right. No, now we Right, on it. right. Especially, especially with uh, uh, Ime coming, and he's already gone. He's a smart coach, and he's an NBA point guard himself, and a Greg Popovich. So it's gonna be fun going to the Rockets game soon, dog. It's gonna be real fun. No, for sure. Uh, let's talk about the WNBA too. Like, uh, I, I know, like you said, you were talking about girls basketball and also women's basketball. Who are some like NBA, um, WNBA players or even WNBA teams that you feel like people should really be watching, or just, or you just feel like, damn, these these girls or this team is really good. You got got to shout out the home team, Dallas Wings. Hey, Wings, you might want to look out for them. They've been making some changes. Um, and it's looking real good. And, like, they, I'm starting to see fans support, like, a couple of SFA people, dog. They are going to the games. I'm seeing them post videos at the games, cheering them on. Like, they're even betting on WNBA games now. That, yeah. So I, I love the fact that they betting on it because they betting on it. That means that now they, it's more people are, are more raising its value if you're betting on it. Um, that's a team to look out for for sure because they're making some changes. Uh. Shout out Amanda Miller, the manager of team operations there. She showed me a lot of love a couple years ago, um, and I need to go there. Like, I promised her, shoot and highlight some games. Yeah, no, nah, you should. <laughs> it's hard with Renee, you and basketball season. It's really hard. Uh, that's one. That's can't be everywhere at once. Yes, you can't. Oh, and gas is high. Lord, <laughs> gas is high. Oh, man. And, 50, and 45 is starting to become like 59. Oh yeah, <laughs> like from SFA to Houston, that's what it's starting to become like for me now. Uh man, that's the team of the LA Sparks. You should look out with for them, the Guma K sisters on there. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, goddess Guma K big, big. I'm a site they graduated from my school district, so I'm big oh. on them. Um those are some some two teams you should look out for and support. Then of course the the the, the Phoenix Mercury with Brittany Griner back now. Man, Those they, are some teams to look out for because uh, I think when people don't, basketball, like when you, your life can inspire you on the court, and uh, uh, I think you know sports is the outlet to learn life lessons. No, for you real. Know? So when you the lessons that you learn can really help you, impact you, to shape you, and mold you to be prepared championship ready. Yeah, and I also just want to mention obviously this team is no longer even in. In the WNBA, but we I, I can't help but shout out the motherfucking Houston Comets. Come on, right. all right. Are we okay? Oh yeah. You can I should I everybody you know you the fucking take, Houston Comets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fucking Houston Comets. Listen, listen. I this, you know what's funny, you're the second guest to say, Oh, can we cuss here? I'm like, yes, you can fucking cuss. Even though I'm giving your flowers. <laughs> listen, we niggas, man, fuck that shit. Yes, the Houston <laughs> fucking comments. What the fuck are you talking it's about? About damn time. It's about yes. damn time. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean about like that's a that you want to talk about an era like four straight championships, bro. From the beginning of the when it started, ah yeah. man, Hall of Famers everywhere, and it's it's Hall of Famers, man. You just I shed a tear right now. Yeah, I'll I mean, shed a tear. That's a document I want to work on. Yeah. I have to work on a documentary. 
I think you should, I, bro. I, I think you probably don't, you probably one of the guys that can pull that off, man. Cause I feel like their story is so important. And it's sometimes I get, I feel like it's often forgotten, you know, when it comes to like yeah. dynasties, when it comes to some of the, one of the greatest teams, not just like in basketball, but in sports, you gotta think about it from the beginning to like, you know, to the time that they, they were, these were some of the, this is some of the greatest group of athletes that you ever seen on the court. Yes. And their story needs to be told. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, shout out to them, man. Like shout out to the Houston Commons. That was you the time. Two, you had two of the greatest women's basketball players of all time on one team at one point. Mm -hmm. With Cynthia Cooper and Cheryl Seuss was considered the Michael Jordan of the WNBA, which is why she named her son Jordan. Yeah. who is now a pro basketball player overseas. And crazy, just to show you how, man, go back to relationships or everything, and, you know, you never know who you know. I, you know, Tina Thompson's son is playing basketball now. Mm. And just the flip side of that, I, I went to a game, and uh, I'm looking at stands, and I see a girl I went to high school with. Well, it turns out that's her little brother. Oh, wow. I was like, whoa, wow. I was like, no, it's your little, your little brother. Um, and it turns out his dad is Damien Jones. So I went to high school with Damien Jones' daughter. So now it's crazy. And you know, Damien Jones' team and Thompson have a son. So I don't, I don't know if they wanted that out like that. I'm pretty sure they don't care. That's their child. Like, yeah, yeah. They're going to find out the graduation. But, uh, yeah, so to see their, their son playing now, Dylan Thompson, you know, he's getting his name out there more. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to see that. Nah, and small that, small we, world, bro. Small world. Definitely small world. Yeah, man. But, uh, Leto, before I let you go, man, I got to ask you a final question, bro. Who do you want to give your flowers to? It could be anybody, and it could be multiple people. Mm. Yeah, give my, okay. Just go ahead, sit back, take a, take a sip of water. <laughs> nah, that's okay. My, go ahead, go ahead. Do I gotta it. give my flowers to my parents for raising a real one. Hey, um, um, I put it like this. Uh, they, you know, they went through a lot. I was a miracle child, miracle baby. Doctor said can't have no kids. They, I don't want to say it this way. So, uh, I would say like this: I was the real one that swam to the egg. <laughs> okay. So, all right. All right. right. So shout out to me for being a real one since since I was an egg. Shout out to since what I was is, a What is going on? I ain't never heard this. <laughs> That's one. No, but to, for real, shout out my parents. Um, without them, they got us. I wouldn't be here. Shout out Bobby Benjamin, all the extras media, Houston Raptors family, um, even the players and the parents. They we really we really do something important in the community. And it actually helped, you know, we, we, we we're raising young men too in our program. It ain't just for basketball. You a family with us. Um, we gonna support you outside. You know, if you got a business, we're gonna probably be the first ones that are ready to buy something or sharing it with others. Um, who else? Um, shout out, shout out Dion, because Dion is one of the bright minds in the city. Um, you know, I, he don't get his flowers he deserves with such smart ideas. Um, a lot of podcasts, you know, my podcast is based on the same thing of giving people flowers. I don't know if you knew that when I had my podcast. Nah, that's crazy, like, man. Now that you have this this podcast called Come Get Your Flowers, 
that's gonna be great. That's great. That's like just I can see so much marketing dollars coming your way. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Oh, and I pray that come to you. Appreciate um, it. Shout out my family. Shout out my family. All my family, my mom's and my dad's sides. Uh, even all my cousins all the way to the country, uh, in College Station to my aunt in in Acres home. Uh, my dad's side. Shout out to them, to them. Um, who else I want to get their flowers to? Because it's a lot of people want to get it. Yams G. Shout out to DJ Yams, man. This man working at ninety-seven point nine a box. Shout out to you, bro. You know we love you over here, man. Yeah, man. Yams G was another one of those guys who was kind of like a mentor to me. Always, you know, guiding me. I could talk to him about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, he does. He's doing a lot of great things, making his own name brand. It seems like he's gonna become like you know, Kiati. Well, it's like you just well, it's like he could be his own brand now. So shout out to get his flowers. Um, dang it, it just slipped my mind some of those flowers I wanna give to. Coach Vincent Grayson, Booker T Washington High School, um, he he led them to that state championship game. Um, uh, no, that's huge. And it was just so crazy. He did that on the twentieth anniversary of him winning state. That's that's with insane. another team, assistant coach. So that was that was a blessing. It was that was a special run. Um, come get your flowers, my Jesus. <laughs> I don't give flowers to anybody and everybody who don't feel like they don't get enough for their flowers. Cause it, it's a lot of it's a lot of people, man. And it's up on my mind. It's something I should do one to really specifically get their flowers to. Blaming on my mind and my heart. But yeah, it's a lot of people. In the, man, look, if you in the AAU, if you a coach, if you a player, if you a parent of a student athlete, um, if you're in a work in the school and support the student athletes, support a women's basketball, uh, I'm giving you your flowers. All the women, everybody involved in women's basketball, I'm giving you your flowers. All the mothers, I'm giving you your flowers. All the fathers, I'm giving you all your flowers. Um, all the aunties will give you your flowers. All the uncles with sandals on, flipping them. Good <laughs> hey, talk about it. Your flowers. Um, all the people who raise people, kids that ain't their own kids. I'm giving you your flowers. Uh, all the kids get yeah, deal with crazy adults and in life that know they ain't got no good guidance, but they still made a way <laughs> for themselves. Hey. I'm giving you your flowers. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving everybody their flowers. I'm spreading love to everybody today. That's that's the main thing I'm gonna do. Everybody getting their flowers with me. Listen, everybody gets their flowers on this podcast. Leto, thank you so much for being on the show, man. That was probably the longest come get your flowers uh outro for sure. Like you you definitely <laughs> said, you, set, you set a bar right there, bro. But before you go, uh let the people know where they can follow you, man. You can follow me on my social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Latho2Live. That's L-A-Y-T-H-O underscore T-O-O-L-I-V-E. And if you want to check out some cool little uh, highlights or some old school, I like to put a lot of old school music. So if you want to go reminisce on some smooth stuff, you can go check out my highlights page and Instagram at Let Me Tell You Some. That's Let Me Tell You Some. Some is spelled S-U-M-N with an underscore at the end of it. Don't ever be afraid to reach out. Um, if I take a while to reach back, I'm sorry. It's a lot going on. So I got social anxiety. My bad. <laughs> but, no, that's all good. Yeah, definitely, if you can reach me on those platforms, hit me if you hit me if you have one any advice, if you need anything. Just don't be afraid to reach out. 
And there you have it, man. Make sure to follow us on Come Get Your Flowers on Instagram and TikTok. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.